0: Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Heirs Podcast. The show that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bull I'm Berg. And I'm Vicker. Welcome to the show. And Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Got the whole band together, isn't that nice?
1: It is. It's a occasion. How,
0: how, how you been? Good.
1: Yeah, can't complain. the, the dream. only time
0: we actually visit or see each other is through this video screen on the podcast, so it's kind of strange.
1: I know you never call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they say the phone works both ways.
1: It does. I called him yeah. when I was out here. That's true. He o- he only calls to get me to do podcasts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be a give-and-take relationship.
0: Right, it is. Uh,
1: Not that I give and he takes.
0: <laughs> to be fair, your job in the podcast is to show up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how glorious is it? <laughs>
3: Every three episodes, we really... It's like a, it's like a <laughs> gift, really, right? You get to like, be
0: the star of a podcast, and all you have to do is figure out how to press the record button. It's hard. <laughs>
3: all right. Do you have a beverage? You have a, I was going to ask first, do you have a hat update for us? Do you have a hat yet? Uh, have a I hat?
1: D- I do not. I am wearing my baseball cap with the pig on it, so... Uh, I don't even have so, boots yet.
0: So what was Holy Week like for you then? Was it strange? It was super was it easy.
1: Eerie? <laughs> like, I only preached once during Holy Week. Usually wow, I, is that... Usually I preach like 10 times.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Have you found that you miss it yet? Preaching? Well, pre- pre- preaching in like, you know, like a Sunday morning, because I know you preach a lot, but not you really... You preach Sunday
0: morning, or throughout the week.
3: But not like in a... Like a, I guess, I, I don't want to say an official service because they're all official, but you know what I mean.
1: I do, yeah. I mean, I don't, not yet. I mean, it's nice to preach every once in a while, but you know, I'm, uh, it's nice to listen to another pre- pastor too. So I haven't done that for years. Hardly. And it's nice
0: to sit, sit with your family too.
1: I don't get to sit with my family. Oh.
0: So, so you're kind of like the vicar, you have to do the readings and sit down?
1: Pretty much. So, that's why being a vicar is the best thing in the world. All the fun, none of the responsibilities.
2: There you go.
0: So
3: uh I've uh, got yeah, he, no no response on that one, Vicar.
2: <laughs> just yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh huh. No, he's right.
0: That has a glorious button as a vicar to say you're I'm gonna have to talk to the pastor. Because that first couple of weeks, I will say, when you're after ordination, you could probably attest to that things come at you fast.
1: <laughs> it does. I mean, and here, I have things that I'm dealing with here, too. Um, you know, just a lot of stuff with the children, um, a lot of, uh, you know, because Satan afflicts them here more than others, uh, but rather than looking at some of the disciplinary issues as as issues, um, it just simply should reinforce what we already believe, that people are sinners, um, that they are, by nature, morally bent, and... That's the reason why this school exists in the first place, is to not just impart knowledge to the intellect, but also to shape and form, uh, and to teach them how to apply the catechism and these things to their own lives. So, so I actually gave a little spiel on that today for our teachers' meeting. So, because they were asking if I, w- I was tired of it and ready to go back to Iowa. So. <laughs>
0: Are you? No. <laughs> <I'm
3: just kidding. laughs> no. Nope. So it's, I have uh, I
0: have I have a Snapple here, uh, diet raspberry Snapple, and a uh, Vicker has a beverage here that that uh, name reminds me of Peter. Red
3: Thunder.
1: <laughs> I wish that was your nom de plume, Peter.
3: Yeah, English, please.
1: Your uh, um, like your pen name. Oh, okay you know your sobriquet
3: see people people don't realize actually that uh Peter is not my real name I just use it for the podcast that's awesome so I don't I don't really pe- tell people my real name
0: so um uh let's talk about the text <laughs> yeah
2: vicar what am I preaching on <laughs> Good Shepherd Sunday so the text is John 10 11 through 16. and i have the have other sheep that are not of this fold i must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock and one shepherd all right actually before we get into this uh i forgot
0: to mention the breaking news
1: what's that that
0: well one 19.0 has been assigned okay patrick we got another patrick rock on um yeah, I, I, I joked with the previous Patrick in a text. I said, the seminary called and said, I had a reputation of fixing Patricks. I'm not sure what that meant. but
1: uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, And then also, uh, 17.0 uh, got placed. He's coming to Iowa East.
3: Hmm. Where at?
0: Uh, Garrison and Shellsburg.
3: Yeah, I've never heard of those places, but I'm I'm sure it'd be it'll be great. <laughs> I'm sure all four people in his congregation are gonna really enjoy him. So, um, about the
0: text, um, this is an easy text to preach, don't you think, Berg? Go on, because uh, really, it's a good shepherd. And how do you identify the good shepherd? I know my own, and my own know me. Also, uh, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, and uh, the shepherd goes after the lost. And and so when you think about, I know my own, and my own know me, how is that done? Well, we recognize the shepherd through the Word of God. And um, the hired hand aspect, I think, is a good way for uh, for us to—I think, actually, when you think of dealing with children— To teach children who is it that really cares for them. Because uh, a lot of things come claiming to care for you, uh, claiming that they have your best interest in mind. Um, But really, especially now, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of people claiming or institutions claiming that they know what's best for you, and there's a lot of distrust in that, and many times rightfully so. Uh, But uh, the Lord Jesus is the one who laid down his life for the sheep, Uh, and that is the one we can trust, and we we recognize him through his word. He knows us, and we know him. What do you got, Berg?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the context here, you got to go all the way back to John chapter 7 to kind of get the full context of where Jesus is and what he's doing. Um, He is at the Feast of Tabernacles, which is an Old Testament, uh, one of the big Old Testament feasts, and it is celebrating the fact that the children of Israel dwelt in booths after God rescued them from Egypt. And uh, in this whole deal, like chapter 7, chapter 8, um, here Jesus is talking about, uh, we heard chapter 8 at Judica, where he preaches the gospel to them, and then they try to stone him to death. And then uh, chapter 9, Jesus heals a blind a man who was blind from birth. So within the context of all of this, right, um, the Feast of Booths, that... Uh, These people have been slaves, right? And they've been set free. Here, Jesus comes among his own to shepherd Mm -hmm. and to guide them. Uh, It's interesting, this sort of shepherd language is so loaded in the scriptures. And usually when we think of the word shepherd, we think of the word pastor, but it's not true. I mean, if you're going to talk about categories, right? With Jesus as being our prophet, priest, and king, where would shepherd fit in? Uh, It would really fit most comfortably into the king slot because right. you look at uh, Ezekiel 34 where uh, which is the Old Testament reading mm-hmm. um, before this God chastises these unprofitable shepherds for not caring for the sheep of Israel and here he's talking about civil governors he's talking about the kings and the nobles in that they do not uh, protect the sheep they do not look out for the sheep's best interest but they seek to feed only themselves and so God promises that a shepherd will come, that he himself will shepherd his people, and not only that, he will appoint one shepherd over Him uh, over them, and that shepherd is David. And who's David? And, and the, the, it's the, Christ, right?
0: Christ. And I, I do think that, uh, with that in mind, it's kind of like how uh, the children of Israel wanted a king, and they, they kept on wanting a king, and God was like, you know what a king's going to do, right?
1: Yeah, and this is where uh, it's really fun because if you look in, I think it's Hosea, God says, "In my wrath, I gave them a king,"
0: because the king was going to take advantage of them, mm-hmm. just like the they they're seeing at that time. And to say that I am a king, but I am also the good shepherd, who actually lays down my life. So he's not only the the king, the lays down my life would also be the prophet aspect to the well, text as well.
1: Not so much the prophet, but the priest aspect. I mean, that's what I meant. Right? I, I meant yep. the priest. Yeah. That yeah. he is the perfect sacrifice. And, I mean, on that point, you can touch on that, you know, no one has the authority to lay down their life. Because our lives don't belong to us. They belong to, to God, right? hmm And yet, Jesus, being God, has the authority to lay down his life and to take it up again. I mean, and then you can weave in all these parallels about, you know, how Pilate marveled that Jesus was already dead. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he dies at exactly the right time. He dies when the scriptures are fulfilled. He's died when our salvation is accomplished. And that really just comes out so beautifully and crystal clear in the Gospel of John, in the Passion reading.
0: Right. You know? Because that, you, it just goes one after the other, after this was fulfilled, after this was fulfilled. Yeah. In it- order
1: to fulfill the scriptures, he cried out, I thirst. And then they put the sour wine on a hyssop branch, and... And put it to his lips. After that, he says it's finished. He gives up the ghost, which means he dies. Um, and then he continues to fulfill the scriptures. Right? Not uh, one of his bones will be broken, because he's the true Passover lamb. And uh, and so this beautiful image. If you really wanted to do something fun in a sermon, it'd be uh, it'd be what John Donne does in his uh, uh, poetry. John Donne was a metaphysical Vicar was poet. Vicker was going to go that
0: way. Weren't you, Vicker? You're going to mention John Donne? That was plan B. Okay.
1: And so, you know, um, he does something what's called the metaphysical conceit, where he takes images and then he juxtaposes them in such a way that the opposites end up describing what a thing is. So think about that. You have the shepherd and lamb Im- imagery, right? Mm-hmm. The things that are supposed to be opposite and really describing one another. You have defense and laying down of one's life, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just, you know.
0: You have the, the king, but also then you have the s- slave aspect. The right. Servant.
1: And, you know, if you stick, like, that that would be a really powerful image to really um, bring through. And then at the end of this text, we see the church, right? The doctrine of the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and John, John does this a lot, by the way. He does a lot of of describing us by describing the Father and the Son, just like the I am the Father and the Son. Well, we see saw that last Sunday. As the Father has sent me, even so, now I am sending you. Right. Um, he does that. It here flows kind of from two.
1: from one to the other, and uh, and that's the thing is it, He talks about it on an individual basis, right? I know them, and I am known by my own, which talks about individual knowledge, right? But then you also get the corporate nature of the church in that there will there is one flock and one shepherd. Right. Right? I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I believe it, I just don't see it. Me too. You believe it? I'm glad, Vicar. <laughs> so, All right. So, you know— Uh, And then you could even pull into that uh, because that day is also the commemoration of St. Philip and St. James, the apostles. So you can talk about how Jesus shepherds us still through his pastors. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, so there's so much in this text that you can uh, really play with. It's amazing.
2: There's also a parallel in uh, John 16 where... He talks about how the disciples will be scattered. And right. uh, here they're talking about the wolf coming and the sheep see them and, and scatter. So, yeah. So, you know, they kind of live out being those sheep.
1: And we also see that in the Old Testament when a bad king dies, when King Ahab dies, Micaiah says, um, the Lord said that I saw Israel scattered as sheep on the mountain, right? Right. And the Lord Mm -hmm. says, these have no master. Let them return to their home in peace. Right? So Mm -hmm. you see a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of difference, right? You have two kings. Both die in battle, right? The sheep Mm -hmm. are scattered. But for one, it's judgment. And for the other, it's salvation of the world. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
0: So where do you want to go from here? I've got a couple options. I can do a what it is, what it ain't, what it could be. Um or I've got a a seminary sermon I could read for us to dissect from Hom two. It says Hom two and it says uh from uh January 19, ninety six.
1: Is this one of yours?
0: It's one of mine.
3: Oh man. Living the dream. Is it have the
0: grade on it? Uh it does not have a grade on it.
3: No. I want to do the paper because I want Berg to grade the paper at the end.
0: Oh, to grade as the... the...
3: As the resident educator.
0: Okay. All right. The paper that I, we did earlier, or do you want, want er, to... Sorry,
3: the the sermon. Yeah. Whatever. The thing you're about to read. All right. I Sweet. want Burke to grade it.
0: All right. All right. So uh, you have to put your grading hat on. And it's okay to grade, because you're not actually grading me. You're grading uh, 22-year-old me. <laughs>
3: For context, I'm going to be born in about a month.
0: Yes. Yes, Peter is alive but yet to be born. So let's start this way. I, the text is uh, um, uh, Jesus uh, healing uh, a man with leprosy. Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. And Jesus reached out and touched the man and said, I am willing. Oh, okay.
1: I just I just actually presented this to the third and fourth grade class in... Uh, Bible history, so... All
2: right, so... What's the text, then? I'm going to
1: look
0: it up. Uh, John 8? Is that right? I have John 8 written down, and it's crossed out like I did that wrong. I I don't think that's right. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's my first mistake. <laughs> the wrong biblical... Uh...
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Details, man. <laughs> I already marked down to an A-minus. Oh, boy.
1: Did you find it, Vicar? No. Oh. Because I think right after this is the Centurion Servant. So it'd be either in Matthew or Luke, right?
0: So, uh, Vicar, why don't you find that? uh, I could just read it from here, too. Find the reference while I start. Okay. You read that, and I'll... uh... All right. So it's Healing of the Man with Leprosy. I am Willing. What direction do you think a, a young seminarian would go with this text right off the bat? Because you could almost, at this point, know what a seminarian is going to preach, right? It's leprosy.
1: Yeah, leprosy of sin, forgiveness, <laughs> right?
0: Right, right. So, so do you want me to preach it, say it now, or do you want me to try and say it like a twenty-two-year-old me would? Please
1: don't. It? I think that would just be that would just be annoying.
0: (laughs) All right. Hey, maybe this will be just the way I would preach it today. We'll find out. Um, What a life this man with leprosy must have had. First, he had a disease that consumed his body. He had open sores and scabs and scaly skin. As time went on, he had to watch his own body deteriorate. Once he had smooth skin. Then the disease of leprosy made him grotesque to look at and gave him large amounts of pain. Not only this, but he was also cut off from his people. The law of the Jewish people said that he was unclean. He had to live a life separate with all the rest of unclean, actually it says unlean people. (laughs) That's been chubby. The rest of unclean people, people misspelled as well, who are also infested with the same disease away from his family and friends the law had condemned him as unclean and was a disgrace to the rest of the world all right you want to grade my opening
1: it's good you get you teach people what leprosy is the effects of leprosy both bodily and socially um you know um which is good uh yeah i think that's because i asked the kids today too like what is leprosy Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's a good teaching. It's a good teaching thing. I, been... I noticed the
0: one thing I, I do here that I, I still do sometimes, uh, sometimes it gets long, but I have like short sentences.
1: I like it. I actually like the sort of Hemingway-esque, you know, kind of bullet, you
0: know. But by the way, my wife and I will, in about three weeks, will be near there. Do you want us to, anything you want us to do see at the Hemingway house?
1: Oh, Really? Just take a bunch of pictures. That'd be awesome to see.
0: So, yeah, the church uh, for my 20 years here gave me a a trip, uh, a gift certificate for a trip, and we're taking a trip. We're going— To the Florida Keys? Mm Mm-hmm. Going down the Florida
1: Keys. Nice. You are living the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The one one thing uh, that—you know, you mentioned the law of Moses, uh, but you haven't mentioned yet um, the uh, kind of the spiritual— being separated from God. Unless I miss that part.
0: Uh, no, no, I don't really have that so much. It's maybe implied.
1: Yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah, it's an awesome start. It's very pedagogical, which is
0: good. All right. And by the way, do you have the biblical reference?
2: Yep. Luke five twelve to, you know, 14. Forever. All right.
0: Not John 8, 1 to 4. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next paragraph. It seemed this man would do anything to be rid of such an awful disease, to become part of the world again, to see his sm- skin smooth again. He wanted to be clean. He realized that there was no way he was going to make himself clean again. I think, to your point, I, I think that uh, I I am missing that element. I kind of just go to the he wanted to be have clean skin again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he could not bathe himself and get rid of this disease. There was no pill for him to take. He needed something miraculous to heal him of this awful condition, and he would risk breaking the law because he, an unclean leper, came to Jesus, who was surrounded by crowds, to ask the Son of God to make him clean. All right, here comes the the obvious transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, The condition of leprosy is very much like the condition of man. We are infested with the disease of sin. It has taken man, who was created to be perfect, in the image of God Himself, as we are told in the creation account. And now, because of the leprosy of sin, we are disfigured. Our relationship with our brothers and sisters are built our own greed. We seem to have lost control of this disease as violence rages in the streets. Gang violence.
3: Gang type violence. <laughs> that's right. Ah.
0: <laughs> Families break up. Even the unborn child is no longer safe in the mother's womb. We walk around with this—the festering sores of sin that attack our souls and our relationship with God. So, what do you think so far, Berg?
1: Yeah, I mean it's good. The uh, you know it uh, it talks about you're you're making a good analogy uh, between sin or leprosy, which separated them cultically and. Uh, ceremonially from one another to kind of more the existential separation due to sin. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: The law condemns us and declares to us that we are unclean. We are untouchable outcasts as proclaimed by the law. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which is so evident as we look into our own hearts as they ache with sores and scabs hearts that have the want and the need to be back into the condition when the sores were gone, when God created man perfect. We think that we can in some way do it ourselves. We feed our egos, thinking that we can ease a pain that leprosy of sin has caused. We indulge wickedness of the world in an attempt to get a break from our miserable lives as outcasts. We think that if we do enough good works, that somehow we will get closer to the perfection of God that he has attended for us but our wounds blaze on as we are forced further and further from God by the law that has made us outcasts. It is like putting on a Band-Aid on our wounds. From the outside it looks better, but inside the disease is still there. Any comments? I would
1: change blazing to festering. Okay. Just, just to Good stick call. with kind of the disgusting language, you know?
0: Right. You know, because and, and,
1: it, it seems like you're trying to get a visceral reaction and mm-hmm. to get people to feel the same way about their sins.
0: Festering would be good. I, I do notice a little bit of that... Uh, um, I, I think at a tendency... I, I, and I... And I think back to how I preached then, and as a vicar too, it was always such... Um, as I try to get the visceral and, and to bring about repentance... Uh, do you think I am in this I'm preaching in a way that says almost I'm preaching to the impenitent that we try to do these things but these wounds still fester?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's there's some of that. I think the people who are going to be struck by it more are going to be the ones who are there and can actually feel it. Right. You know, that is the one thing about leprosy that uh you know, if you wanted to bring it up as a way that just as the lepers would lose feeling in their fingers, mm-hmm. you know, before they fell off, uh, in the same way, sin actually makes us numb. You know, right, uh, right. to the point where and, and the, we don't even know that our lives are falling apart. You know,
0: right, and and that's where where I, I would say one difference you would see in a, like a seminary sermon or my own sermon here is that little bit of a lack of nuance between preaching to the redeemed. And but preaching to impenitent, and how do you play that out? What is it that the person, the pew, that generally assume to a certain degrees, redeemed, but you preach repentance as well, right? But and is, you know, some that... of
1: them might have some of those issues of being numb to the law. I mean, that's certainly right. possible. But honestly, the people who are there probably have the other issue of right. you know of feeling and seeing this. Uh, more right you know I mean we none of us can actually plumb the depth of our of our sinful nature right mm-hmm. and how terrible it is we just have to believe it by by sacred scripture but um, you know most of the time they're going to be bothered by it
0: Because of this disease of sin we have been brought here by our loving God because he has made us to realize that like a leper we cannot heal ourselves. We have tried everything in the book, but sin still reigns inside of us. We need a miraculous act of God so that we are no longer outcasts in the kingdom of God. We need the miraculous deed of Christ coming into the world as a man, sinless. We needed the miraculous act of Jesus taking our sins and nailing them to the cross with him. We need the miraculous act of Christ raising from the dead. Just as this leper, whose hope was gone, who had no more options, Christ comes to us and touches our sick and grito- grotesque souls and says, "I am willing." Actually, I see one thing here that I guess that I've, I still do. What's that? I actually, I talked to Vicar about this the other day, didn't I? You know what I'm
2: talking about? No. What?
0: So I I uh, I use uh, the repetition of building one of off each other. We needed the miraculous act of God. Uh. And then I say again, we needed we need the miraculous deed of Christ, we need the miraculous act oh, of Jesus. Yeah. We needed the the miraculous act of Christ raising from the rising from the dead, uh, just like this sleeper.
1: Yeah, it's kind of parallelism, right? And it's a parallelism that's just a little different in each point. Mm-hmm. The only I, I, still... I, I guess the only thing that I would say is you talked about the grotesque soul, right? I would have stuck with the skin, you know. How Christ, mm-hmm. with his flawless, impeccable skin, touches our diseased and rotting skin and says, flesh, I am willing, I flesh, right? And his His flawless flawless flesh takes on our sins and our diseases and our boils uh, and our rottenness. And then his flesh grows cold in death, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just
3: keep well, just I, plugging I, maybe that, I got there. you know.
1: Maybe you did. I don't know. We'll see that.
3: Uh,
0: next paragraph. So it ends, I am willing, so I continue with the word willing. He was willing to come down from his throne and enter the community of diseased lepers that we call this world in order to save us. He was willing to live a life filled with so much pain and anguish that would make any leper, any cancer patient, any war survivor, shudder in order to make this world of vagabonds clean again with his precious blood to restore man's relationship with God once again. Because of this loving act, our God sorry, because of this loving act of our God, we are no longer made outcast by the law, but rather the kingdom of God has now been opened to us. Christ has healed us, he has made us clean. Jesus knew it was not going to be an easy plan that he was willing to fulfill. In Luke chapter twenty two it is recorded that Jesus prayed, Father, if this if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. God the Father designed this plan of sending His Son for the sacrificial act for our sins. It was His will that His Son, His innocent Son, to die for us. God the Father asked God the Son to come and save the lost sheep, you and me. He asked His Son to be beaten, mocked, and killed. After all, someone, after all, someone, one, uh, after all, someone had to save these lepers. There's a typo. Sorry, someone had to fulfill the plan that gives you and I freedom. Someone had to open the doors of the kingdom to those the law condemns as outcasts. Christ said, I am willing, your will be done. When we ask the Father in heaven in the prayer the Lord has taught us, thy will be done, we are asking for his will to save us, his will to save us be accomplished. And it is because Christ did fulfill the Father's will and the Holy Spirit has brought us to
3: faith. Any comments? This is kind of confusingly worded. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, this is it's probably good. The, the
0: fourth or fifth sermon I've ever written, so um Yeah, that I, I but I notice how I, I try and I notice how I I try and keep the idea so I'm willing and I try to use that word. What does that will mean? And kind of hammering that home a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: so, so after preaching from more bullet type handwritten things lately, what's it like to try and read it from paragraphs? Do you like the way you do it?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. Um, you know when I it worked better for me to do it this way at this time because I was way more tied to the manuscript. I was like, mm-hmm. like if I were to lose my place halfway in a sentence, I was done. Right. So so it continues and now he offers to us the body and blood that ties us to this very will of god in the holy sacrament our sins are forgiven so now when god looks at us he sees christ he no longer sees a scaly and scabby sin skin of sin how wonderful and miraculous it is that we can kneel before the altar and receive the body and blood that has now made us clean christ is willing to refresh us in Such a manner. When Christ said those words, Be clean, the man was cured immediately. The sores were gone. How powerful are the words of Christ! How powerful is His word when combined with water. When the water is sprinkled on our, our head at baptism, Christ said to us, Be healed. Immediately and instantly our sins were removed forever. Christ said, Be healed, and we are given new life. Like the leper who was washed clean from his disease, we were born again right away, without any delay. Now we point to the day with the assurance that we have been made clean by the blood of Christ. After the leper was healed by Jesus, he was to show himself to the priest, to pronounce clean. When our time on earth has come to an end, we will show ourselves to the Most High Priest. There we will be declared clean by the blood of Jesus. There the gates of heaven will be flung open for us with all... The sores of sin washed away forever. Christ has done done all of it. He has taken away the sin of the helpless lepers. And I think either I'm missing a page or it ended abruptly. Which probably oh, <laughs> so there it was. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, in the uh I like the uh the um I like especially at the end, um seeing the hype you know, seeing the priest to judge whether you're clean or not and the high priest at the end of time. That was a good that was a good connection.
0: So what what grade would you have given this this seminarian? A B um, plus?
1: A minus, B plus, yeah. I think. Hmm. All right. It's a good. I mean, it's a good, solid sermon. Um,
0: it's uh well. Actually, what's refreshing about it is the fact that, uh, um, is because I appreciate that it's in it. It's simplistic. It's very cut and dry. It's yeah. You know, I think uh,
1: that's something. This is something that could be presented to uh, the chapel kids.
0: Right. You and know. I don't try and get too, too elbow deep and, you know, because part of it was, I think when I was listening to the sermons, because this was in a class, I would, I would listen to, to a lot of the, my classmates who would get like really, really into it and just make it more confusing and more confusing. And I think I, I, I would try to, well, I'm just going to try and just do a simple sermon on the text that make any sense
1: and that's the thing is a lot of people confuse obscurity for profundity and you know we shouldn't do that i mean i think there is a time to go deep and but there's also time to be very very simple and very very clear you know
0: so we got an email peter this is exciting can you see the you see through the screen the excitement on my facebook i
1: do I can hear it in your voice too. So
0: right, we got an email from uh, the people who do our t-shirts. Oh yeah, that yeah, that we should uh, we can do our first. What is it called? (laughs) It is called. uh, Because I've heard about this on TV. We can launch. (laughs) We can have our first uh, NFT. I don't know what that means. Uh, do you know what an NFT is, Peter? Y- yeah, I hear people I... talking about it on on TV. It sounds cool. You can make a lot of money.
3: It's like Bitcoin for art. So non fungible ba- token. Yep, that's what it's what it's what it is.
1: Uh, it is non interchangeable unit of data stored on a blockchain, sold or traded.
0: So, we create like an audio file that's just there. It's like a baseball card in digital form. Okay. Right. And so, someone could buy this, and then, you know, in 10 years, uh, it could be worth a lot of money. (laughs)
2: Let's start a pyramid scheme.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, do we have to pay for this, or what's the deal? You, Peter, you have to pay to
3: mint in the NFT, yes.
0: Oh. What 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 do you think, Peter? I think it's it'll it just show how cutting edge we are. We are on the I mean, how many other confessional Lutheran podcasts are making NFTs? Riddle me that.
3: Well, you're not wrong. I'm firmly anti NFT, so if you're gonna <laughs> do it, I'm not gonna help you.
0: <laughs> so how about this? what what if uh, the clerical errors army starts uh really hounding us like they want to buy an nft would you consider that if that this is what the people want
2: we could start selling shares
3: i could i could be bought off i think if if they were going to buy one for <laughs> enough money for me to be bought off right uh,
2: we could give it
0: to uh if you buy an nft don't we'll say, give the pro don't
3: say give we're not going to give anybody anything oh this is all well, this awesome cash money, man. <laughs> money, money, money.
0: We we would give it to uh something. So uh, Vicar, if they want to express the desire to buy an NFT, an official one of a kind NFT, which I have no idea what it is, but we will do it. Where can they get a hold of us? We can make a TikTok video of it.
2: <laughs> Travis berg at <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> uh, They could email us at feedback at clericalerrors.org or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clericalerrorspodcast or on Twitter, now owned by Elon Musk, at clericalerrorsp. P for podcast. P for podcast, bro.
1: Oh, you're not going to do at me, bro? At me, bro. <laughs> what has happened?
3: Are you sick? I'm, I'm out of it, man. Oh, Man, it's a good time for you, Berg. But he was just saying how this is like the lowest energy point of the day for him, so oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. But I have my ice cold, refreshing snapple here, <laughs> so <laughs> so so, yeah, you know, this could be a new direction. This is could be an amazing idea,
3: a game changer,
0: a game changer, yeah. Hmm. It's good, I mean. I mean, what, so Peter, let's say someone bought an NFT. What would have to happen for it to be
3: worth money? Anybody would have to care about the fact that you own it.
0: So, so let's say, let's say, uh, we have an NFT with Vicar and he winds up winds up becoming a mass murderer. How much would that NFT be worth?
3: Uh, probably not much still because there's a lot of mass murderers. Like if he's a famous <laughs> mass murderer, then maybe.
0: Okay. What if uh, we sold an NFT and then Vicar becomes synod president? That's better.
3: How many LCMS Lutherans are also in the NFT market, you think? So, I mean, does this mean you get to listen to it or... You can I... listen to it. So here's the thing, Berg. This is It's kind of a scam. <laughs> um,
0: no, it's not a scam. This is a legitimate way for us to... How is it a scam?
3: It's It's basically a ticket that says, I own the thing. It's like a deed, okay. I guess. Or, uh, I like more like a title. It's like a title, right? Like a car's title.
1: Okay. That you they a paper? own our
3: recordings or uh, whatever we put as the NFT. Whatever section of recording
0: we make. Hmm. Right. So we could make an NFT of Vicar singing Happy Birthday uh, to a Goat and In make Klingon, it an NFT. Please. And then he would, like, whoever wow. bought that owned that. Yeah. They that is theirs to I use. I mean
1: I would I would buy exclusive.
0: that. Exclusive. It's exclusive. Like no it, one else, right? You could say, "Hey guys, when you're all with your friends, I got this NFT of 18.0 singing happy birthday to a goat."
3: But but here's the problem. It, but you don't. You could own it, but <laughs> it's not exclusive to you because it's the internet. So copies can be made and are made constantly. It's just that you have a little thing that says you own it for some reason. Yeah. I mean, well, why
1: don't, why don't they just give us money for Patreon? So we can like, you know, buy our cola whiskey here out in Wyoming
0: and, you know, I mean, we could, we could make an end like a, we have the ability at the clerical Airs podcast to make a, a digital 5.1 surround sound NFT that's confessionally Lutheran.
3: And how are you going to do that?
0: I mean... If Peter's I mean, right. not
1: involved, I don't know.
0: <laughs> just think, what you could do is, what we would do for the right price is not only would we give you an NFT, we would put it on a little zip drive. Okay? A little uh, USB drive. Did you that just you could... call
3: it a zip drive? Yeah, what is it called? Do you know what a zip drive is? Hey, I don't
0: live in your techie world. Okay,
3: Berg, do you know and what a zip could... drive is? That's yeah, it's like, like a flo-
0: a floppy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's like a really big floppy disk, right? Um, no, a USB up uh, a USB drive. Okay. And we'll we'll put it on a USB drive for you to wear around your neck.
2: Berg, you need some deer antlers on that wall.
1: I hear you. I need to kill something.
2: Maybe a mule deer. Any of those around?
1: Probably. I don't know. I'm so still settling in, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know what so I can B- hunt B- and Berg, B- B- what's eat.
0: your uh? You, what's your opinion on this? Do you think this could be a thing?
1: <laughs> if Peter is not going to support us in something that's internet-y, um, I think we should probably stay away from it.
0: <laughs> okay. But what if the people demand it, though?
1: Um. Well, it's got to be the right price to buy Peter off, so...
0: Right. What if someone wants to buy the Clerical Heirs Joggers and an NFT?
3: All right. I'll say it right now. If somebody wants to buy an NFT of the Clerical Errors Joggers? If they pay for the, the fee of minting the NFT and $500, <laughs> they can have a, an NFT of the Clerical Errors Joggers.
0: Hey, do you think we could get the Lutheran Church Extension Fund to back us on this? <laughs> I know.
1: I know. <laughs> Well, how much would it cost to? Oh, yeah. You're going to have to pay between 50 and 150 to mint each NFT. If you want to mint 10,000 NFTs, the total cost could range from 500,000 to 1.5 million. Don't stop your NFT education here. (laughs) All right. This sounds like such a scam, man. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) No, no, no.
0: It's that, a legitimate way. That's
2: what they said about I the mean, Bitcoin too at first. That's it? right. I mean we, still, we still gotta too.
0: help we still gotta pay for your microphone.
3: <laughs> why did you think I came up with five hundred dollars? That was a calculated number.
1: <laughs> All right. Why we didn't have enough money in the bank to pay for my microphone? No, I'm no, kidding. We did, we did. Kidding. we
3: did. But we don't have much more. <laughs> oh my gosh. So please
1: give to Patreon. Uh so we can keep this, this show running.
3: So. That you show up every, every once in a while on. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, right. I'm pretty amazing, so if, I figure if, you one we episode with me
1: is, like, two episodes. Because three. I
0: like to plan our shows while we're doing the show, we should do, like, for an episode, a fake Thanksgiving share episode.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't we do that more, like, by Thanksgiving? Yeah.
0: No, but it's like, you know, thanks Sherathon, Shanksgiving.
1: Shanksgiving?
3: Like like a PBS style thing where it's like, right, just pre okay. programming with.
0: Right. So know, we couldn't do you this. You know,
1: if people would actually email in, I mean, has anybody emailed in here recently? So no more questions?
3: We've got you know, Has Hannah given up get, on us?
0: We have someone who emailed us saying that they're working on a song. I don't even know who this person is. Yeah,
3: I, I keep forgetting to reply to their email. <laughs>
0: I did send it he wanted the Matt Harrison soundbite because he's making a song. Oh, did you send it to him?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. And I
0: haven't heard back from him.
3: Well, let's not spoil it. I don't want to spoil that. Oh,
0: do you know what happened? I sent him the Matt Harrison promo. Do you know what he's probably doing right now? He's making an NFT of it right now. That's what's happening.
1: That's
3: definitely what's happening. We've been scammed.
0: He yeah. He he's gonna profit. (laughs) He's gonna profit on this.
3: You just sent him a vo- the voice clip, the, the 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 foundational voice clip for the Clerical Heirs podcast, free of charge. You didn't sell him the NFT of that voice clip first. No, I sent it free. Oh, now, rookie mistake.
0: Yeah. Uh, now he's gonna he's gonna hit the jackpot, and and we won't even hold the rights to it. Our own clip of that. We'll have to say
3: this was.
1: It sounds like buying a donate don, domain name and then rerouting
3: it to our own website. Side note, did you did you send him did you send him the the Harrison rap or just the raw recording? Just the raw recording, I think.
0: Oh, okay, good. I mean, I wouldn't send him the rap. I mean, that's that's
3: that's precious. That stays in the vault. Right.
0: That that's Every time you know, Peter. Every time I edit a show, I throw that in there.
3: I know, yeah. You can if for the for the listener, you can tell if if I was too busy to edit the episode, uh, and Volhagen had to do it. He always throws the the Harrison rap at the beginning.
0: There's a couple episodes that Jonah edited, and uh, instead of Peter, Jonah edited, and uh, I asked Peter. How it go? How'd it sound? He goes, I don't know. I didn't listen to it.
3: Yeah. And,
0: then, and then he asked me how to go. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. So, yeah, neither
3: of us had listened to it. It had been up for like a week. And we're like, I sure hope it's good. <laughs> so,
0: we need some questions. We need to confound the clerics, people. So,
1: yes, we send do. Send us
0: some. And, and maybe, you know, we'll send you um, a non minted NFT.
3: A pre-mint NFT.
0: That's right. Pre-minted.
3: All you have to do is mint it, and then you're good. You have the (laughs) NFT. All
0: right. I think that's our sign. Yeah, I think. This episode should be done.
3: When we started talking about NFTs, I I knew we were finished.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the the most energy I had in this episode.
1: I I can tell.
0: Yeah. Because you know what? I don't know if you knew this about me, Berg, but I, I kind of get uh, distracted by new and shiny things. I, I so. guess. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. And I'm Vicar. And may your clerical heirs, surround sound, NFT exclusive, be minted and paid for. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns—you can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Clerical Podcast, on Twitter at Clerical Airs P for Podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalerrors.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.